What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Nittany Lions, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Kevin McGuire. Today is Monday, March 23rd, 2020. This is a, an episode that's going to be a little bit less produced than usual because I'm in the middle of backing up my regular desktop and I'm recording this on my laptop and I don't have all of the gadgets that I typically have for an episode. So I hope you'll excuse and uh, let me slide by for today's episode. But we do have uh, some stuff to get into today. We'll have some fun in this episode as we try to keep your mind off some of the things that are going on out there in the real world. Of course, everybody's in lockdown mode right now, myself included. We'll talk a little bit about that in one segment. We'll have some fun with it. I'll tell you a little bit about what I've been doing to kind of check some items off of my bucket list. And we'll say some nice things about another Big Ten team coming up in today's episode. And just a couple of quick news and headlines just to kind of touch base on a couple of things that have been going on since our last podcast recording on Friday. So sit back, relax, make sure you're subscribed in all your favorite podcasting apps such as iTunes and Google Play, over on Spotify and Stitcher Radio. We're on iHeartRadio as well, and you name it, we're on it. We've got the RSS feed, and if you want to subscribe and you want to help us support a little bit more, you can leave a rating and a review. It does help with the placement on those podcasting apps as we move forward. So this is a good time to be catching up on all your podcasts, and I'm happy to have this one included in your regular listening. And, of course, don't forget you can always listen on your favorite smart home devices such as Alexa and Google Home. Just tell it to play Locked on Nittany Lines on the Tuned In app, and you should be good to go. So if you're... If working from home like a lot of people are, my wife included, uh, now is a good time to make sure you've got that podcast synced up anywhere around the house. Of course, we also want you to be a part of the show, and now's a great time to be that. So send in your questions and send in your comments, especially for tomorrow's episode, Twitter Tuesday. So send in your questions on Twitter, at LockedOnNittany is our account, and you can check us out on Facebook at Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. And we also have the YouTube channel as well. I'll be doing some work with that as well this week, uploading some choice video clips from, uh, audio clips from this episode and other episodes moving forward, and we hope that you'll check us out on YouTube as well. Just go to YouTube and search for LockedOnNittany Lions. I'm sorry I don't have a shorter URL for you to remember, but that should bring it up for you right now. All right, with all that out of the way, let's go ahead and get today's episode underway. There really wasn't a whole lot going on around the world of sports, and of course that includes Penn State. Now, of course, we already knew that Penn State has officially shut down all the spring activities that are going on, including spring football practices and, of course, the upcoming spring game coming up in the middle of April or was scheduled for the middle of April. And that follows in step with what's happening around the rest of the country. Obviously, the Big Ten has come in and shut things down, the SEC, the ACC. All the conferences have shut down uh, pretty much all spring football competition, all spring athletic competition, uh, which is something we've talked about before. We don't need to regurgitate everything that's been going on, but I'm just saying it's a tough time right now, especially as someone who is in the world of sports content creation with this podcast and some of my other uh, written assignments. There's not a whole lot going on, so we do have to look in real deep to try and find some stuff. Um, There wasn't a whole lot going on as far as Penn State was concerned, but around the Big Ten, there's some interesting things happening on the recruiting trail. Uh, The big news, I think, coming out of Sunday was Ohio State getting Oklahoma graduate transfer uh, Trey Sermon. Now I forget his now I forgot his name, uh, but he's the the running back from Oklahoma. I'm going from Oklahoma to Ohio State, so Ohio State is once again going to have a pretty darn good running back to look forward to uh, trying to tackle in the upcoming season. And there was a headline from I think NJ.com uh, about Rutgers and their recruiting. And Rutgers, uh, Greg Schiano's been doing pretty decent on the recruiting trail as he's getting uh, things going with his program. Even during these troubling times, they're getting some pretty decent 
in-state and local recruits. They've got four, I think, signees or four commitments within the last week, all from New Jersey, and I think one from Pencil- one of them from Pennsylvania. So uh, he's he's doing some good work, as you would kind of expect. Uh, I think when Greg Schiano came back to Rutgers, that was going to be the case. Uh, they were going to have a li- mild splash, <laughs> certainly early on, kind of re- restoring some of the pride in a program that doesn't really have a lot of reason to be pride, uh, to have pride. But that's the that was the big selling point for bringing Greg Schiano back to Rutgers. He was going to to start to create some inroads on the recruiting trail. And it certainly looks as though that has been the case uh, early on. Now, the the article on NJ.com kind of highlighted how the the ongoing coronavirus outbreak and pandemic is actually helping Rutgers because there's not a lot of traveling that's going on right now, right? So that makes sense that uh, some recruits may be a little bit more leaning towards staying closer to home, or maybe they don't have the option to check out some of these other schools uh, that are out there potentially. And that's not to say that Rutgers wouldn't eventually land those recruits anyway, but I I thought it was a kind of a weird story because it doesn't necessarily, I don't feel like that it's necessarily the reason why Rutgers is thriving right now on the recruiting trail, but it, you know, the more I thought about it, the more kind of makes sense because if you don't have those opportunities to travel to the other schools and the coaches don't have a chance to travel to to see you for whatever reason on the recruiting trail, uh, you know, if Rutgers is the closest one that you have and the, the, the closest one you have to having any kind of communication with and maybe a relationship with, that certainly bodes well for Rutgers. So we'll see how that all plays out moving forward. If you look at the current recruiting rankings, Rutgers is actually doing pretty well. Now, of course, it is still early on in the class of 2021 and you look at that list and you see Alabama's all the way down below Temple in South Florida, uh, I think at 52 or 53 on the 24-7 composite ranking. So we know that early on, it's it's nice to look at, I think if you're a program like Rutgers, we'll see where that is by the end of this recruiting cycle. And of course, that's very likely to change. Uh, Schools uh, are going to get some of those star recruits like Alabama. Alabama's not going to stay below 50 for very long, and they only have one commitment as of when I saw it yesterday. So you know that that's going to change. But you know, for a program like Rutgers, that's certainly a a very good step in the right direction. And now again, we'll see how that impacts Penn State. Penn State uh, has had a couple players decommit uh, we know during this recruiting cycle and that's hurt their recruiting ranking a little bit but I don't get too carried away with the recruiting rankings right now in the middle of March or towards the end of March we still have a long way to go until we get to December for that first uh, early signing period and of course later on in February with the, the final signing period now, Penn State does have some work to do, but I think that uh, over time, I don't think you're going to have to panic too much. You know, Penn State's going to get some good uh, recruits coming in for sure. Um, you know, the big question is: Is it going to be enough to catch Ohio State? Ohio State's been killing it right now, and uh, we've talked about this before on the podcast. Everybody is trying to get to Ohio State's level within the Big Ten. Uh, Ohio State is not making it very easy, and they continue to do that by getting some stud grad transfers from Oklahoma, and of course, they're, they're picking up some good recruits recruits out of the high school pipelines as well. So uh, this is an interesting time for everybody with uh, what's going on and uh, the shutting down of uh, the the recruiting period and all that stuff that's been happening uh, due to the ongoing pandemic uh, responses. But in the end, I think it's going to be uh, yeah, everybody's on the same kind of playing field. But you know that's why it's very important to have those relationships established uh, well in advance because it could help you out uh, in the long run. And of course, winning games will help too. So we'll see how that all plays out. Uh, I still think Penn State's going to be in a pretty good spot, but you know, Rutgers is making a nice little splash early on, and that's what they were expecting to see. We'll see if that can continue. 
So I don't know what you guys are doing now. If you're stuck at home or you're in lockdown, you know, hopefully you're able to work from home. But if you're not, you're probably in a situation where you've got a lot of things that uh, you're trying to find uh, things to do. Uh, you know, you're trying to maybe pick up a new hobby or get reacquainted with a hobby. Maybe you're catching up on some uh, movies and TV shows and binge watching them. I, I understand it's a real tough time right now. And, you know, I'm kind of in that same situation right now. I went to work for my day job on Friday morning. Uh, this is the morning right after we saw the, the announcement from Governor Tom Wolf in Pennsylvania uh, saying that all non-essential, you know, life-essential businesses were to shut down. And we didn't know what was going to happen. So I go into work on Friday, and we have our regular morning meeting right at the start, and we find out that we're actually being sent home, which, you know, again, these these are weird times right now that we're living in, and everybody's going to have to deal with it in some way or form. Uh, I'm fortunate where I still have another job uh, that's at least part-time that I can keep uh, continuing to do from home, uh, which is good for me. I know not everybody's in the same situation, but now without my day job, um, you know, at least for this week, uh, I'm in a situation where you know I obviously have some things I can do around the house. I got to clean out the garage, I got to clean out a, a spare room, uh, maybe tidy up the home office area a little bit, and and do some other cleaning. I, I came home and reorganized my whole workbench area in the basement. So uh, that was that was a fun couple of hours. <laughs> so maybe you're in that situation, but maybe you're uh, maybe you are able to kind of sit back and relax a little bit, and you probably deserve it too. Let's be honest. You probably work hard, so you probably deserve a chance to just kind of have a couple days of relaxation. Um, Hopefully that's the case. I don't know what everybody's situation is, but... I know uh, just in the first couple of days over this weekend, uh, since being sent home from the day job due to the state order, I, I actually have checked off a couple of movies off of my personal bucket list. Now, on Saturday, I watched the movie Rad, a BMX kind of style take on the, the basic story that is Rocky, basically, uh, where the local uh, BMX star um, really rises to the occasion and gets a chance to go head-to-head, essentially head-to-head with one of the top BMX bikers in the world. And uh, it, you know, it wasn't a bad movie. It's a, it's a cheesy 80s movie, uh, mid-80s movie. I don't know exactly what year it came out, but it was the anniversary, the 26th anniversary maybe, of when it was released on Saturday. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to watch it. It is available to watch online. So I finally watched Rad for the first time. And yeah, it's okay. It's fine. And then on Sunday, actually on Saturday, I commented that you know, another movie that I had never seen was Rudy. And that was because I saw, I think Andy Staples of The Athletic was tweeting about it with his latest podcast, uh, talking to Matt Fortuna uh, about the, the movie Rudy and whether or not it still holds up. I said I had never seen Rudy, and, and that's true. I had never seen Rudy before, uh, and I had heard so much about it, and I've been kind of reluctant, you know, not necessarily that I didn't want to see it, just that it wasn't a movie that I was going to go out of my way to see, and I just never had the opportunity to do that. Wouldn't you know, I wake up early on Sunday morning, and Rudy happens to be playing on TV on AFC, so I decided, you know what, I'm up early, I'm, I'm just going to sit here, and drink my coffee, have my, uh, have my breakfast, and I'm going to watch Rudy before my wife and the dog wake up. So <laughs> I got a chance to watch Rudy for the first time. Granted, it was with commercials, so I don't know if I got the full Rudy experience, but I did finally get a chance to watch the movie. And you know what? It's not bad. I know you know it probably gets overblown a little bit because it's Notre Dame, but you know what? It really does have great music. The, the soundtrack is phenomenal, and I never realized that so many, uh, so many, um, so much of the music that I had heard in the movie is stuff that I have heard time and time again. I think one of the one of the the tracks in that 
in that score has been used in so many other instances in movies and trailers that I never realized it actually came from Rudy. Uh, the, the gif with the, the guy clapping, I think it's the, uh, the field maintenance guy. I don't know his name, uh, but there's a gif of him clapping. I had seen that gif so many times. And if you've seen it, you probably know what I'm talking about. I never realized it was from Rudy. And I saw that scene. I was like, that's where that gif is from. So that was my reaction when I saw, uh, that while watching Rudy, but you know what? Uh, I, I liked it. I, I thought it was. I thought it was a good movie. I don't know if it's necessarily as great as everybody makes it out to be, but maybe that's just because I saw it so much later and I had heard so much about it. Maybe my uh, angle going in wasn't quite as uh, open-minded as it could have potentially been because I heard so many things about Rudy over the years and I've seen so many people downplay it. I didn't know what to expect out of it, but you know it is a good movie. Uh, obviously, they, they took some liberties with some of the storyline uh, because uh, Divine, I think the coach for Notre Dame, uh, it was he wasn't really the antagonistic guy that he in real life that he was portrayed to be in the movie. Uh, I did some research on it. I found out uh, playing Rudy in that last game was actually his idea. So, you know, they obviously took some uh, liberties with the, the script, obviously, to make it a better movie. And, of course, you know, that's going to happen in Hollywood, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> it is based on a true story. It's not the official true story, but I, I thought it was pretty good. And, and of course, uh, and I knew this going in. There, I knew there was a scene where you hear the Notre Dame band actually playing "Fight on State," and uh, you know, I, I kind of knew what to look for. I knew what to expect, and I, I think it was pointed out to me a couple times by people on Twitter once I said that I was finally watching it. Uh, so I finally got a chance to see the scene where Rudy's dad walks into Notre Dame Stadium. Uh, you know, I, I should say spoiler alert, but I feel like this movie has been out for so long that you, pro- you may have already seen it as well. So I don't feel like I'm really spoiling anything. But Rudy's dad walks into the stadium, and of course, the the, the song you hear is "Fight on State." And of course, Notre Dame is playing Georgia Tech at the time, so it doesn't really make sense. Uh, but I, I guess it was filmed when Notre Dame was playing Penn State. I, I, maybe I should do some more research on that one as well. But, um, you know, I, <laughs> I thought it was funny that Rudy's dad walks in, fight on stage is being played on the field, I guess during the pregame, and Rudy's dad says something to the likes of, this really is a beautiful thing. So I just thought it was kind of funny that Rudy's dad walks in the Notre Dame Stadium, remarks of how great it is, and... Fight on State is the song that's playing. So, you know, I, I took a little clip of that and <laughs> just saved that for posterity uh, because I just thought it was funny. And, and now I had finally seen Rudy. So I, I don't know what the next movie I'm going to check off my bucket list is. I feel like now's a good time to maybe go back and watch some TV shows. I pulled out my season one collection of 24 <laughs> that I have on DVD that I might uh, start plowing through during these times so that I've got some extra uh, spare time to work with. But I want to know from you guys, what are you guys doing to kill some of the time that you may have on your hands right now? What movies should I be adding to my bucket list? What should I check off? What what movies should I be watching that I haven't seen yet? You know, Just feel free to mention any good movie recommendations because I'm all game for pretty much anything right now. Uh, but let me know what TV shows you're watching, what uh, movies you're watching. Uh, what should I be checking out? Anything on Netflix, anything on Hulu, anything on Disney Plus? I've got access to all three of those, uh, so feel free to reach out and let's help each other through this. Let's let's give ourselves some show recommendations that we can check out for everybody. And of course, the best way to do that is to connect with us on Twitter at locked on Nittany and show us uh, what you're watching, what you're doing to kill some of the time. What hobbies do you have? Because uh, last night I actually built a Lego set. (laughs) No kidding. I've watched a rad. I watched uh, Rudy and I built a Lego set that's been waiting to be built for a couple of years. So that's my weekend so far. And now we're in our first weekday since being shut down. 
on Friday, at least for me. Uh, so I'm very curious to see what else I'm going to be doing this week to kill some of the time. All right, we're going to close out today's episode by continuing our recent trend of saying nice things around the Big Ten, or nice things about the Big Ten. And this is something we started up last week by saying some nice things about Nebraska after being presented uh, with a question from my friend Brandon Cavanaugh from uh, Eight Laces on Twitter. Uh, he wanted to know if in state in Nebraska were in a recruiting battle, but coaches could only say nice things about the other school. What would James Franklin say about Nebraska? So I thought it was a fun idea, and if you've been following the podcast, we've actually been talking about uh, a nice thing about each Big Ten school in the recent episodes, and we're going to continue that moving forward until we cover every school. And yes, that means we're going to say nice things about Jim Harbaugh and Michigan and Ryan Day and Ohio State. We'll get to them right now, but today we're going to talk about Wisconsin. Now, Wisconsin is a team that I feel, I don't know if they fly under the radar or if they're just a program that has a certain ceiling and it's not quite the ceiling that uh, that Ohio State climbed to or you know Penn State has climbed to. Obviously, Penn State beat Wisconsin in that Big Ten title game just a few years ago. And, of course, Wisconsin well, was coming off uh, an appearance in the Big Ten championship game last year against Ohio State. Wisconsin, to me, is the class of the Big Ten West division. And I don't think it comes close because they are the model of consistency within that division. Yes, Northwestern took advantage of a down year for Wisconsin uh, two seasons ago, but we saw Wisconsin bounce back last year. They demolished Michigan. Uh, they, they really took uh, firm control of that division. They went in and uh, t- really ruined Minnesota's season. I, I shouldn't say ruined Minnesota's season, but Wisconsin obviously uh, flexed some muscle a year after uh, being stunned by the Gophers in Madison the, the year prior. Paul Crest is a coach that I think is as boring as they come, but you know what? There's just something about him where he, he knows what it takes to win at Wisconsin. Now, Wisconsin's not a program that's going to get all the flashy uh, star players that programs like uh, Ohio State and Clemson and, and even Penn State, they, they won't typically get the same kind of talented skill position players, but they get their bread and butter. They get the offensive linemen and they have running backs. You know, if there's one thing you can say about Wisconsin, really since I've started following Big Ten football, uh, they have running backs and they've got offensive linemen. That has always been the case. And I don't see that slowing down anytime soon. And that's because they won't typically get the top quarterbacks. Yes, they had Russell Wilson. We've got to give them that. They had Russell Wilson. <laughs> but the, as far as quarterbacks are concerned, it's kind of uh, – I don't know if it's mediocre at best. You know, slightly mediocre is probably the best way I would describe Wisconsin's quarterback play uh, for the majority. Again, Russell Wilson is the uh, the outlier in all of this, but. You know, to me, Wisconsin always has quarterbacks that they're maybe more game managers, and, and that's not necessarily a bad thing because you you can win with a game managing quarterback because when you have the kind of ability to run the football the way that Wisconsin does, and you know certainly they have played some good defense as well, that's going to be more than enough to to win enough games to get into a Big Ten title game, and who knows, all bets are off can in the Big Ten championship game. Obviously, that Big Ten title game against uh, Penn State a few years ago, and even last year against Ohio State. You see that Wisconsin is fully capable of winning a Big Ten in a one-game scenario. Uh, It doesn't matter how good the other team is. Last year's Ohio State team was really darn good. I think they were one of the best teams in the country. That's why they were in the college football playoff. And Wisconsin took it to them uh, for half. (laughs) The Ohio State team was just too good. But, you know, to me, Wisconsin, they're in a really good division where – I should say they're in a good division to take advantage of. They are clearly, uh, top to bottom, the most consistent program that Paul Christ has going in that conference or in that division. 
And that is going to make them a prohibitive favorite, I think, for the foreseeable future. Now, I do think that Iowa is always going to be a, a team that every now and then can pop up and have one of those years where they uh, get by Wisconsin. I still think Nebraska is going to be capable of getting to where Wisconsin is. But I don't think Wisconsin's going to fall back, and I think that's the big thing here. I think uh, you know some of the other teams in that division may get better and may get to the same level, but Wisconsin is going to be on that level <laughs> on a regular basis, um, far more often than not. Again, the 2018 season, uh, they took a little bit of a step back, but you know that was kind of uh, you know just. I don't know if it was a fluke, but it was something that was bound to happen at some point. And then again, they rebounded in a big way last season. So I'm very curious to see what happens with Wisconsin going into this season. Again, we'll get into schedule breakdowns and we'll talk a little bit more about some of the in-depthness of what to expect out of the Badgers and every other team in the Big Ten as we move forward in the summer. But Right now, as I'm sitting here uh, in front of my laptop recording this to you guys, I, I feel like Wisconsin is going to be the favorite in the Big Ten West Division, and I don't think there's really much competition about that. I don't think anyone's going to argue that Wisconsin is clearly the favorite going into this season. Now, maybe Minnesota is going to be the team that gives them a run, and I think that that's fully possible. I think that it could come down to who wins that game, although that's going to be earlier in the season than it typically is. It's not going to be a regular season finale, but I feel as though if, as long as Wisconsin wins that game at home against Minnesota, I don't think there's anything really stopping them from winning this division once again in 2020. Unfortunately, that's going to do it for this episode of the Locked on Nittany Alliance podcast. Again, I do apologize for the quality of this episode compared to previous episodes. I'm making this on my laptop. I'm kind of uh, without all my bells and whistles that I typically have, but I promise that tomorrow's episode will be much more polished, and I appreciate you guys bearing with me with today's episode as we get this week started. It's not because I'm in isolation. It's really just I'm having some computer issues that I'm sorting through, and I wanted to get this episode out to you as quickly as possible, so I hopped on the laptop without the microphone. I'm doing this right through the street. A microphone on the laptop. So again, the quality is not quite as good as I want it to be, and I apologize for that, but we'll be back stronger uh, moving forward throughout the rest of the week. And we will have episodes uh, every day this week because I'm off from the day job, so I've got plenty of time to do these podcasts, so they will be available for you guys uh, for the rest of the week. So make sure you're subscribed on all your favorite podcasting apps such as iTunes and Google Play, wherever on Spotify, and anything else that you can run podcasts on, you should probably be able to find us. And if you leave a rating and review, it does help with the placement on this various podcasting app. So we generally appreciate the feedback and support you guys have for us as well. Again, we do want you to be a part of the show. And tomorrow is Twitter Tuesday. So send in your questions. Send in your comments. We'll react to them all in tomorrow's Twitter Tuesday episode. You can check us out on Twitter at LockedOnNitty. Send us your questions right now. Send us your comments. And we'll include them in tomorrow's episode. We can also check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash locked on Nittany Lions and or I'm sorry, Facebook.com slash locked on Nittany, and you can check out our YouTube channel by searching for Locked On Nittany Lions on YouTube. I'm Kevin McGuire. You can follow me on Twitter at Kevin on CFB. Check out my national college football coverage on Athlonsports.com and NBCSports.com on College Football Talk. And we will be back with another episode tomorrow. But before you move on from this, I want to make sure you guys know that we do have the Locked On Big Ten podcast covering all things Big Ten throughout the week. So check that out as well and make sure you're subscribed there. And you can check that out on your Alexa and Google Play home devices as well. So just tell it to play Locked On Big Ten right now, right after this episode and guys that's gonna do it for me have a great day whatever you may be doing wherever you may be stay safe and we will talk to you again tomorrow